0: Hey Church, it's so good to have you with us online today. Uh, I just want to talk to you, there's been all sorts of talk around fear and faith over fear and all that sort of stuff. And I just want to share with you some thoughts that I have around fear. How to live a fearless life. Not not a fearless life, but a fearless life. In fact, I would suggest to you that to live a fearless life is actually impossible. Because the very thing that causes our fear is also the very thing that causes our imagination. In fact, our ability to fear about things really comes from the fact that we can remember Remember things from our past, and when it looks like that, things in our future are about to be the same as the past. It can cause a fear and an anxiety within us. In fact, psychologists would say that our ability to have hopes and wishes and anticipation for the future is the same place where our fears come from. And so, the problem is our ability to do our hopes and our futures and to dream of what is possible is the same place where our fear. also come from and so to remove fear from our lives would be to remove our imagination of a future Because our fears come from our past experiences dominated by what we believe is going to happen. And so it's really important that we understand that even though Jesus talks about fear a lot, the reality is when the scripture says this, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, it's not saying that you won't experience fear. He's just saying that God didn't give you that fear in the first place. And so fear comes from our past experiences. It comes from different things in our imagination imagination runs wild with us and we start to imagine things that could happen as if they are happening and that's where our fear generates from but to remove fear from our lives would to be remove imagination from our lives and none of us would like to live a life without the ability to imagine some of the great things, to imagine the marriage that you've always dreamed of, to imagine what it's gonna be like when you have kids, to imagine what that new job's gonna look like, to imagine what that holiday is gonna look like. Without imagination, we wouldn't have our hopes and our dreams. And so it is impossible really to live a life where fear doesn't play a role in some degree. And so here's my thought. What does Jesus say about fear? Jesus says two things about fear. First thing he says is, fear not and don't be afraid. I don't know about you, but I don't find that very helpful when I'm trying to live a life where fear comes along my path. What he's really saying about fear is Jesus is saying is that, you know, fear is going to happen, that there will be fears in our lives, but he's saying, hey, don't fear, do not be afraid. And why would he be saying not to fear things that we can see coming in our direction? Why would he say not to be afraid of stuff that maybe we've seen before? our past. Jesus is basically saying that you will have fear in your life. But the thing is, is this, he's saying don't fear it. In other words, fear less. That as you start to walk through your life, that you will learn as you walk with God, the ability not so much that fear would disappear out of your world, but as you walk with him and as you can trust him and as you can start to see what he's doing in your world, you'll start to fear less. In Matthew 10, 28, it says this, and do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy Both body and soul And put it in hell In verse 29 it goes on it says Are not two sparrows sold for a penny Yet not one of them will fall to the ground Without the father's care So what is God saying He's saying that even though you may have fears in your life You have to understand that God actually has The final say So it may look like life is going In a particular direction But he's saying it's okay I'm in control of this I've got you in my hand I have the final say about what is happening in verse 30 and 31 of Matthew 10 he goes on and he says that even the very hairs of your head are all numbered so don't be afraid you are worth more than many sparrows in other words he's saying that bad things are going to happen in your life bad things are going to come your way from time to time but you don't need to be afraid because God's got this God has got you. If he knows how many hairs you have on your head, then you don't have to fear about what's coming tomorrow because God has got you. God has got you in his hands and he's got you under control. One of the best stories that I believe illustrates this in the New Testament will be a story in Matthew chapter 8 where the disciples... Uh, in the boat, the storms raging on the lake and Jesus is sleeping in the bottom of the boat. It says this that suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat but Jesus was sleeping. I don't know about you but I feel like that sometimes that's what life feels like that I've got a storm raging in my world, but Jesus seems like he's just asleep when I'm in trouble. Why, why isn't God, when I'm going through difficult periods, why isn't he doing something? Why isn't he stepping in? Why isn't he doing the miracle-working things that we talk about? That, why isn't God stepping up to the plate when I'm going through times of trouble? Why is he sleeping in the middle of the storm? It goes on in chapter 8 verse 25 and 26 that it says the disciples went and woke him saying Lord save us we're going to drown and he replied you have little faith what are you so afraid of? I actually think that this is kind of insulting in some ways to the disciples because they were professional fishermen that had fished on this lake for many years. They had been through all sorts of storms on that lake. In fact, they'd probably been in storms where they'd seen other fellow fishermen drown as a consequence of the storm that they were in. So if they're waking Jesus up because they're fearful that they're going to drown, it's not because they are overreacting, it's because they know this storm and they know this lake and they know what is possible and they're fearing the outcome based on what their past experiences are for Jesus to get up and say hey you of little faith it's almost insulting to them because their fear comes from a real place because they have experienced and they have seen and they have lost friends and loved ones possibly to a storm very similar to what they're going through right now but it goes on and it says this in Verse 26 and 27 that says, Then he got up, that is Jesus, got up and rebuked the wind and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? They're saying, what kind of man is this? Like, who is this guy? He has the ability to control nature. Like he can command the wind and the waves. Like, who is this guy that has the ability to control nature? I mean, that's if you met someone like that, you'd be like, whoa, that person has a lot of power. But Jesus here is not showing off to the disciples. He's not going, hey, look how awesome I am. Let me show you how I can control wind and waves. If I was Jesus and my humanity, I would probably be showing off to let you guys know how awesome I was. But the reality is that is Jesus isn't showing off here. Jesus is trying to teach the disciples a lesson here that he also wants to teach us over 2,000 years later. He says in the middle of the storm, he says to them, look at me. In fact, what I think is so amazing about this story is that in the middle of all of your stuff, in the middle of all of your circumstances, in the middle of all of your situations, in the middle of your what, there is always a who that says, look at me. In the middle of what you're going through, there's always a who. There's a who that is saying, look at me. And Jesus says to them, look at me. In other words, he's saying, bring your focus, your attention to me for a minute. You're so focused on the storm that's going on around you, which is causing fear to rise on the inside of you. I want you to look at me. I want you to turn your focus towards me. And he wanted them to turn their focus from what the storm was to who was standing in the boat. I believe that when we go through circumstances and situations in life, Where the what of our world is so scary that we can be so focused on what is happening around us that we forget the who is standing in the boat with us. And God is saying to each and every one of us, even as we go through what we're going through now, He's saying, hey, look at me. Look at me. Focus this moment so that you can go from looking at the storm to start looking at the person who calmed the storm. They're focused from what the storm that there is about to take their lives to focus on the one who holds their lives in their hands. As we heard earlier, don't be afraid of losing your life. Be afraid of the one who can take your body and soul. God is trying to show them here that you don't need to be afraid of circumstances. Be afraid of the one who holds your world. He's the one who has the hold over your world. And they're like, man, what kind of... Man, is this? I, I want to say to you this today that when you uh, allow the someone to replace the something, you'll begin to lead a fearless life. A life with less fear. When you allow the someone, that is Jesus, to replace the something, the storm that you're going through, then fear will get less. Fear will start to lose its grip because when your faith is in someone and it exceeds your fear in something, then fear starts to lose its grip. And what we have to understand that as we go through life and as we go through the things that we're dealing with, that if we can allow God to rise, the someone, if our faith in Him and that someone can lift... To a whole nother place Then it will overtake the fear of the something And then fear will start to lose its grip And we will start to live a fear-less life With less fear It will lose its grip It will lose its choke on you As you allow the someone To become greater than the something Let me just give you three really quick things That I think that you can use To help you get through this season The first thing is, is If you spend time with a whole lot of fear fearful people, you need to stop spending time with them, because fear is contagious. But here's a cool thing, so is faith. And so if we get in connection and we get around the right people, people that are in love with Jesus, that believe the promises of God, then faith will become contagious for us also. I want to say to you today, just don't hang around with those that are doomsdayers, but hang around with those that trust and believe in what God can do, because fear is contagious, but so is faith. The second thing is is just don't stress out about the small things in life like just take a deep breath and realize that there are some things in life that you don't need to be worried about that you don't need to be fearful about there are not big issues really in our world that God cannot put his hand upon, in fact he says there's not a sparrow that falls to the ground that I don't know about, if God knows about every single sparrow that dies then God's in control, God's got things in hand and you're going to spend a lot of your time and stress and worry if you can't let go of those little things and just trust God that the Him who started a good work in you will complete it. The third thing that I think that you can do to help you get through a season of fear would be to understand that fear comes from the unknown. We fear things because we don't really know what's about to happen. It comes from a place of unknown things but here's the thing we actually do know what's going to happen. We actually don't live in the unknown We actually live in the known Especially if you're a follower of Christ Then you know how it ends You know how the story of your life Ends, you're going to spend eternity with Him That no matter what happens in the world, and no matter what happens to you, that at the end of the day, you're going to spend eternity with God. We do know how this thing's end. We do know that His promises say that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We do know that He says that He is always with us, that He never leaves us, that He never forsakes us. We actually do know how things end. We don't need to have a fear of the unknown, because we know Him who knows what's going to happen and so let's let's just make sure we're hanging around the right people that are going to cause faith to be contagious that we stop stressing about the little things that really don't matter that that we get freaked out about it just ends up in a life of control and trust that you know how this ends because he is with you and he is for you let me let me say this that when fear starts creeping in we need to hand that fear over to the someone that is jesus that is greater than the something, the fear that we have. In Philippians 4, 6, 7 as I finish it says this, it says do not fear or worry instead of worry, pray Let petitions and praises shape your fears into prayers. I love that. Let your petitions and praises shape your fears into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will calm and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces fear at the center of of your life when the someone becomes greater and overwhelms the something you my friend will start to live a fearless life I want to encourage you in this season let the someone overcome the something let me just pray for you very quickly this morning as we come to a close that your fears will become less as the someone that is Jesus becomes more than your fears. Father we thank you so much that you are with us, that you never leave us you never forsake us and I pray in this moment God whatever people are facing that fear that they may be facing Father that you would lift yourself in such a way Lord that you become so much bigger than anything that we're facing and that as you the someone become greater and more and overwhelm the something that the fear would be less in our worlds because we know the one who holds the world between his thumb and forefinger is the one who is with us god bring peace bring grace bring mercy bring goodness upon their lives i pray in jesus name amen hey have a great week and we'll see you next week online. God bless. Visit our website and we'll see you soon.